This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, May 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Valley fever awareness. Delta drought response and crosshairs. In the dark on Roundup and China land demand 2.0. Here's a programming note. Don't forget Monday is Memorial Day. Daybreak West will return on Tuesday. Salinas lawmaker tackles valley fever. Assemblymember Anna Cabarallo of Salinas is hoping to prevent more cases of valley fever. The respiratory disease spreads through a soil-borne fungus has become prevalent in the San Joaquin Valley. If caught in the early stages, doctors can prevent severely mo- severe morbidity, but the disease is somewhat new and medical awareness is lagging. Cabarello has responded with a bill to make public health data and best practices in the Valley Fever more digestible for physicians and for communities. The bill passed the Senate with nearly unanimous support. California is close to cutting cannabis tax for farmers. The Senate has passed a measure that would remove the state's 5% tax for cultivating cannabis and a drop in the excise tax on distributors from 15% to 5%. The governor's budget proposal would drop the cultivation tax as well, though he would add an option for increasing the excise tax to 19%. The bill is among a raft of more than two dozen cannabis bills circulating in the legislature. The state is searching for ways to ease taxes on the industry and draw more growers into the legal market. Bill scrutinizes Water Board's Delta drought response. Before approving emergency drought regulations for the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta, the State Water Board has embarked on an analysis of the water available in the watershed. Environmental and fishing groups have charged that the assessment has not considered the effects of climate change on the Delta hydrology. Now the legislature is advancing a measure backed by dozens of those groups that would mandate the board consider climate extremes in the analysis. They argue that relying on historical precipitation, runoff, and stream flows no longer gives a reliable estimate. The water board calculated the bill would cost $6.5 million to implement. Vilsack, eager to learn more about Roundup case. A key focus of the Senate Ag Committee's hearing yesterday was the Biden administration's decision to side with a plaintiff in a case involving Roundup herbicide. During the hearing, Vilsack said he was, quote, never consulted by the Justice Department before the brief was filed. And after the hearing, he told reporters he didn't know if EPA was consulted either. He also emphasized that he wasn't privy to the reasoning behind filing the brief. He said, that's why I'm anxious to learn more about this. He said, you can find more at AgriPulse.com. Booming demand for climate smart funding. The competition for money from the USDA's effort to test climate smart commodity projects, well, it's turning out to be quite stiff. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack told the Senate Ag Committee yesterday, USDA's received about 4 to 50 proposals from all 50 states for a total of $18 billion. That is four times the estimate Secretary Vilsack gave at an earlier hearing that the USDA said the previous estimate was very rough. Keep in mind, USDA has a billion dollars available for the program, 
and the application period for smaller scale projects, it's still open. The deadline for that round, which will fund projects up to $5 million, is the 10th of June. Lawmaker tightens proposed ban on Chinese land buys. One of the leading congressional critics of Chinese investment in U.S. agriculture will be introducing a new proposal to prohibit individuals or businesses with ties to the Chinese government from buying American farmland. The bill is a new version of a provision Representative Dan Newhouse got added to a House appropriations bill to bar state-owned Chinese companies from purchasing land. The new bill would specifically prohibit land purchases by non-resident aliens, foreign businesses, and agent, trustee, or fiduciary associated with the government of the People's Republic of China. The appropriations provision was ultimately dropped in conference committee that in favor of language requiring a USDA report looking more deeply into land ownership trends by China, Iran, Russia, and North Korea. I take note, USDA data indicates that Chinese investors who may or may not have ties to the Chinese government only held around 194,000 acres in 2020. That's less than 1% of all foreign-owned agricultural land in the U.S. The accuracy of that data, however, is questioned in a new federal report. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. FDA warns about CBD animal food retailers. Happy Horse Bites and Snoop's Chews CBD dog treats, they're among the products being targeted by the FDA and letters sent to three retailers of CBD products. The companies were told they're violating the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act by selling unapproved animal drugs. CBD products for food-producing animals raise concerns regarding the safety of human food derived from those animals, FDA said in the warning letter. Data is lacking on how the formation of residues and edible products of food-producing animals in association with the consumption of CBD products by those animals and on safe levels of any potential residues for human consumers. Here's today's She Said It. We're going to be here until midnight if we continue this way. So I ask again, shorten your comments as much as possible. That Assembly Member Majority Leader Eloise Reyes corralling her colleagues yesterday. The legislature collectively spent more than 17 hours debating bills the previous day. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, May 27th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.